Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Friday, everyone. I am glad that you're listening today. All of this week, we have been talking about following through, the importance of following through. In golf, it's important. It's not just striking the ball, but it's that continuous action of the club after it's hit the ball that determines the trajectory of the ball. It's true in every aspect of life. We saw in business, in parenting, in anything. Follow through is important. Jesus said it was important in spiritual matters as well. We looked at the parable that he gave about the two sons. The father asked them to go and to work. The first son said no, but he went. The second son said yes, but then he didn't go. And Jesus said it was the one that followed through who did the will of the father. Jesus over and over emphasized this, not to just be hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word. He told his disciples, if you hear these things I'm saying to you, blessed are you if you do them. We saw yesterday, after Jesus had taught the greatest message that's ever been preached, the Sermon on the Mount, he finished it by giving a parable about a wise man and a foolish man. The wise man built his house upon a rock. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. And Jesus said, the wise man is he who hears these words, hears this message, and puts it into practice. Does it? His house, his spiritual life will last. But he says, if you hear this message and you don't put it into practice, then you're like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and things are going to fall apart. These points are so obvious, and yet we miss it. We are not focused on follow-through. We're more excited about hearing something new and being able to share it with someone else than doing it. And even as pastors, we can be excited about new commitments, new decisions for the Lord. But the most important thing is whether people follow through. It's not just the initial commitment, it's not just hitting the ball, but it is the follow-through that brings success. And we said yesterday, you need to make two commitments. You need to first commit to what you're going to do, but then secondly, you need to commit to how you're going to do it. Because if you don't put a focus on following through, you won't do it. It's just human nature. Now, today I want to look at how Jesus addressed this aspect in Mark chapter 14 and verse 32. This was just before his arrest and trial and going to the cross. It says, Then they came to a place which was called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him. And he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little farther 
and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? And then he gives the central eternal truth. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. Then he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It's enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Now this is an interesting portion of Scripture. And it really shows here how weak we are in following through. Now this portion that we're reading here is telling us about the time that Jesus is just about to fulfill the plan and purpose that God had for him on earth. And obviously, he is going to be taking upon him the sins of the whole world. He realizes the cross is just before him in the next hours, and he goes to pray. And he calls his disciples to come with him. And then he pulls out Peter, James, and John and asks them to come a little further with him into the garden as he's praying. This is his inner circle. These are people that he's relying upon to help him and to pray with him through this difficult time. And so he says, you stay here and watch. And he went a little further and he prayed. And of course, we know the prayer that he prays, Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will. He goes back to his disciples. And what are they doing? He finds them sleeping. And he rouses them. He says, Simon, are you sleeping? He said, couldn't you not watch one hour? And then he makes this famous declaration that is an enlightening truth to each and every one of us. He says, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, folks, this describes our situation, our problem. Our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. I mean, these disciples were willing. They had followed Jesus. They had left all to follow the Lord. I'm sure they were honored to be part of Jesus' inner circle. And I think if you had asked them, do you think it's important that the Lord has called you to pray at this moment? They would have said, it sure is. Their spirit was willing, but their flesh was weak. This is our problem. We are willing in our spirit but our flesh is weak in following through. Now, he goes away again, and he prays and comes back, and again he finds them sleeping. Now, this time, they don't know how to answer him. It was like the first time they could have said, oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Lord. Uh, man, we just, we just were sleepy here, and boy, uh, we're, we're going to pray with you now, though. But when he comes back the second time, they're asleep again, and, and they don't know what to say to him. And then the third time the Lord goes away and he comes back and again they're sleeping. I mean, three times. And finally the Lord just says, you know, it's enough. My hour has come. 
Let's rise and let's be going. Jesus told an important truth to these disciples. He said, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. I don't really hear any harshness or condemnation in Jesus' words. He wasn't berating the disciples. He was just telling them the way it is. Your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. So you need to do something here. You need to watch and pray. It wasn't just praying. They needed to watch. Now, in those days, when people were set on a watch, they were to be up and vigilant and looking all around them and seeing that the enemy wouldn't come in. They were to watch. And in military circles, if someone was on their watch and they fell asleep, well, that even could be punishable by death because it was important that soldiers stayed on their watch. And yet, in spite of this, many still fell asleep. Why do people fall asleep? It's not that they are trying to fall asleep. Have you ever been driving and get sleepy? And you're fighting sleep. You got the window down. You have the music up loud. You're doing your best to stay awake. You don't want to go to sleep. You realize, if I do go to sleep, I'm going to put myself and everyone in the car in jeopardy. I don't want to. But we still fight sleep. Why? Just because we're human. Our flesh is weak. Why did these disciples fall asleep? It was because it was the end of the day. They had been up all day. They had been walking. They had been doing things. Now they're quiet and still. Even though they wanted to pray, their flesh was just weak. Now, this is very, very important to us because it shows us something here. If we are going to overcome the natural tendency of our flesh to not follow through, we have to do something to compensate. I mean, these disciples should have gotten up. They should have started walking around. They could have talked to each other. They could have prayed together. There were things they could have done. Jesus came to them three times and said, Watch and pray. I wonder how many times the Lord has spoken to us about the things we have made commitments to do, but we haven't followed through. And we haven't followed through just simply because we didn't get around to it. We were distracted. Just our flesh, it's just the natural tendency of the flesh to be lax, to not do the things that we know that we should. How many times does the Lord have to rouse us? This speaks to me. I don't want the Lord to continually have to come to me and say, why aren't you doing the things that you said you would do? I want to be diligent. I want to watch. I want to follow through. Now, going back to the Sermon on the Mount and how Jesus ended that sermon, we talked about it from Matthew, but that incident is also recorded in Luke. And Luke tells the story pretty well, the same way as Matthew, but with one added difference. And let me show you what that is. Luke says in chapter 6 and 47, Whoever comes to me, hears my sayings, and does them, I will show you whom he's like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. It's the same as Matthew said, but with one added detail. The added feature was that the man dug down through the earth, removed it, and then built his house 
on the rock. Now here's how that speaks to me. There are some things we need to do to move earthly elements to establish spiritual realities. These disciples in the garden needed to work through their flesh, the weakness of their flesh, just their natural tiredness, in order to do the thing that Jesus wanted them to do. Do you see it? Many times, spiritual desires, spiritual dreams and visions are only established when we've dealt with natural elements, our flesh, overcoming our lack of follow-through. You have to dig down. You have to be diligent. You have to apply yourself to dig down through our flesh overcome those natural tendencies that keep us from following through so we can do the things that the Lord wants us to do. Well, I see that our time is gone, but we will talk more about this on Monday and really dig into this and give you some very practical tools of how you can dig down through this dirt. Till then, I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. Take note that we are now meeting again in person at 9.30 and 11.30. We are limited to 30% capacity and are following all the recommended protocols. We are also continuing our online service at 10.30. Be sure to join us for one of these services. To learn more about us, check out our website at kwcf.org. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.